When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dungeons and Demogorgons, the officially unofficial podcast for Stranger Things on Netflix. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking chapter six, the dive uh, of season four. I, I don't know. I got to specify because they they renumber these things every year. Uh, Aaron, what do you think of this episode? I always have to go first. Um, I, I I find that the weakness of this uh, binge watch and podcast model is it's tough to have like a real differing of opinion until like something I feel like conclusive happens. And I'm still waiting for that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, like last episode, we were speculating about like, well, does the does a portal happen everywhere to Vecna attacks? Because that seems like it makes sense. But why would you want to open a portal in the middle of a lake? Well, turns out. Uh, I don't think the Vecna intended to, but it's like, uh, you know, uh, a symptom of his attack is that it opens up uh, these portals. So um, we, you know, we're getting a little bit of backstory for, about L, but that still that's like clearly building towards something. Um, everyone feels like it's they're in transit, you know, like uh, the kids mm-hmm. are all separated, but they're heading together. You know, the California contingent is heading to Nevada where they know the test site is and. Uh, the Hawkins kids seems like they're being rounded up by the cops, but the older Hawking kids are all going to be going into the upside down. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it, it, it's it was scary as creepy, like underwater nighttime scene. I got I saw a largemouth bass get hintied. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> what do you think of this episode? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's interesting because this is going to be the first time we've had a real cliffhanger um, and a wait for Stranger Things in the middle of a season. So. It's a very different season uh, this time around. I'm I'm kind of tapping my foot waiting to see what they're doing with L here because this stuff that they've currently got going is not super interesting to me. Like, I feel like they should have picked a different way to level her up because a lot of this stuff is repeat for us. You know, it's it's repeat tinged with a little bit of new information. And I can tell they're building to something that is going to, you know, change her in some way and that's cool but they're taking their sweet time getting to it um and i'm not really feeling it i I don't know why it's not super interesting to me but it's not well um here's one theory uh uh this show is just a lot less interesting without l doing her superpower stuff you know uh, like the show itself part of it yeah keeps commenting on like gee whiz this was so much easier and so much better when we had the girl's superpowers almost like they're conscious of the fact that Everything else is just on a treadmill until L gets strong enough where she can open or close a gate and and stare and have a, a Care Bear stare contest with the big bad until it collapses into a wall of psychic rage. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's I feel like your toe tapping is like, you know, that that's the rhythm of the show. And you know that until L regains her powers and the kids get back together, everything else is kind of just, you know, screen time running. Yeah, I mean, the show is pretty formulaic, like pretty mm-hmm. much every turn or twist I've guessed 
the episode before they did it. And that's not necessarily bad because it's been formulaic since the start. And that's kind of part of what I loved about it early on. This stuff is, is yeah, just causing me. And you're right. It's it's not super interesting when you have a depowered superhero um, because they kind of did this last season, too. At the end, you know, L was was running low on juice and couldn't really defend against the mind flare or whatever it was. So, like, it, it, that feels like a little bit of a repeat, too, um, and not in a fun way. But I, I don't know. Um, th- there's a lot to like in this episode, too. I really enjoyed Murray and Joyce. I think they're kind of the best thing going in this show right Mr. now. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, they're awesome. I really love this Lord of the Flies house that that was happening at Susie's Mm, that mm -hmm. I don't know how that guy gets any work done given the chaos that's erupting around him constantly. Yeah. Uh, That stuff's real fun. And then you've got some big developments with Steve uh, and crew going into the upside down. Steve taking a shirt off in front of Nancy, Nancy getting the, getting the the, uh, front row seat to the pelt. You saw Reveal the pelt. Uh, th- what's the point? Let me ask you this. What is the point of taking your shirt off if you're just going to leave your jeans on? <laughs> you're right. You're 100% right. It's not because he's g- about to jump in the water. It's because he wants to impress Nancy. It's the only uh, reason. I wasn't even thinking about that. I mean, I guess um, I think I isn't it most of the like it's it's con- uh, counterintuitive. But I think most of the power in a swimmer stroke, stroke is delivered through the arms, right? Sure. Like it seems like certainly true for what I'm what I'm swimming, but like yeah, so you you want the you don't want the anchors on your your main fins, man. Uh I don't this know why true. you'd want them. But like I, I guess it would be ridiculous to see him just run around in Calvin Klein's like he's a <laughs> PUBG player that forgot to put a skit on. You know, can you imagine? Probably, yeah. It's not he's a great look. He's just running around in these like, you know, probably not tidy whiteies, tight tidy navy blues or whatever the sure. you know sure. Marty McFly color is. I, I not think even sure you're allowed be... to show that in a in a show like this. Like because yeah. the clinging, I mean, it would just be bad all around. That water's probably yeah. cold. Yeah, bare chested shirt uh, and and pants on. I mean, that's John McClane. That's that's right? uh, you, you, that's not funny. That's that's diehard. So <laughs> I think they're just doing that. But yeah, I would have I would have stripped down to the skivvies for sure. Yeah, it's hard to swim in jeans. I've I've never actually tried it, but I can imagine. Uh, so yeah, you're right. He's trying to impress Nancy. Uh, I, I don't know. So there is stuff to like about this episode, certainly. Uh, I'm not shitting all over it, but the the L stuff really I'm not has me all. waiting. Like, that's the thing. It's like I am definitely kind of tapping my my toe and my fingers a little bit because I, I know. And of course, you know, we got a, a hour and thirty seven minute mid season finale staring us down the barrel as soon as we're done with this podcast. So I'm sure that we'll get some kind of like um, mm-hmm. I, my guess. Like, what what do you think the state of the season is going to be going into uh, or, or post finale? Because I think I, the bare minimum, they're going to get everybody back. Like Hopper's going to be in the United States. Yeah. The Nevada kids are going to be with Elle. I think uh, Elle should have her powers back. Maybe maybe the the underground kids or the upside down kids get go to that lab, too, because Elle hears because she can. There's this like muffled screaming she keeps hearing. And I wonder if that is mm. like she's hearing the things that are going on in Hawkins still. You know, I don't like know, that upside down stuff or sorry, that, that L stuff is really weird, right? Because it's not quite like L is there and present like modern L. 
it's more like she is inhabiting the memory and playing out the memory exactly the way it went. Uh, She's almost like looking at this memory through binoculars, unable to change anything really. Right. Because like there's all sorts of stuff about her mom that we know is obviously we've been over that. Right. So, like, yeah, we knew her mom was alive. That wasn't a surprise, but it seems to be a surprise to Elle in that memory. So the fact that Elle had like known that her mom was there or somehow sensed that that was her mother and she was taken from her violently, it seems like. Yeah. Which so makes me like, how the hell did she weird. even get in? Yeah, I got questions about how she got into the place, how she was able to penetrate that far into the thing, and then the military police dragging her away. I, um, but 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 yeah, the the L stuff. It's it's essentially like retro Ender's game. It's literally retro, retro Ender's, game, Ender's game. You know, like she's okay. the small scrawny person who's getting bullied by the older uh, kids and okay. she's going to lash out at them. <laughs> I was and... thinking like the VR stuff. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, okay. I guess, yeah, she's being strapped in instead of trying to learn how to defeat bugs. She's trying to learn how to defeat her most painful memories. I mean, I think they're going yeah. for like they got to be going for the fact that like. Um, but I thought they tread tread this pretty hard last season that. Yeah, Sure. The angry, sad memories might be the quick way to power like the dark side, but sure. it's love, which is the thing that really like love and, and compassion is going to really supercharge your engines. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like they made that. That's like why she was so able to be so strong at the end of last season is because she was literally fighting to protect all of her friends and loved ones instead of like lashing out. Yeah. So I, 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 I don't know. Maybe maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I but I, I think that's going to be the reveal that she's going to find some new way to fuel her powers. It's not based on because like those are no longer working as she feels more. Although, yeah, what is the theory of her powers not working? She's burnt them out because I'm like, well, maybe it's because she was getting some stability and normalcy, but that's not happening. Like she was getting bullied on the regular at her new high school, so she oh, yeah. should have a fresh fuel source of rage and pain <laughs> uh, if she wanted to call on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe Mike is her source of power and he was away. Oh, since we're talking about just general stuff at this point, I don't think we're in the just general thoughts anymore. Um, And you mentioned Mike. Mm -hmm. One thing I do before I sit down and watch the new episodes, I go through my notes and I look for things that I forgot to talk about. And one of the things I had um, was we talked about Will and Mike and the relationship last episode in the context of it being better and debating about, well, is that because Mike has really learned a lesson or is that because Mike has, um, you know, just, just no longer has, has 11 there to obsess over. So now he's got his, his old best friend there, but will said something to him about, uh, there's a moment where he hesitates with Mike and he says, it's really scary to open up to the people you're close to. Because what if they don't like the truth? And he looks at Mike very meaningfully. I really do think they're going. I I I think they're going to bring a Will as gay plot into Stranger Things. I, to what end? Yeah. I don't know. Because it feels like he's got a crush on his best friend, which I I I feel like I've I, that that's a thing. Like why wouldn't it be? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I wonder I what the what, what is the what where where they're um, going for? Maybe it's just representation. Yeah, it could be. Uh, I don't know. It, de- it definitely like works what he was saying there. Uh, I wasn't watching for it. Maybe next episode I will be watching for it. Maybe Susie's got a right, cute older brother. For a while. 
Hmm? That uh, I said, maybe Susie's got a cute older brother because I also have observed <laughs> that like Stranger Things very matchy matchy. Uh-huh. Uh, like Will is kind of odd in that he is the only kid so far who has not been paired yeah. off. Like Dustin got Susie, Lucas got Max, Will got Eleven. You know, yeah. Uh, I mean, Will has his, or just, yeah, Will has his mom. <laughs> Will has Jonathan. Joyce. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's interesting too. Uh, we got con- did uh, did we know that fact that Jonathan blew her off for spring break? Uh, I think so. I mean, the fact that he didn't go there, right? Yeah, but or, like I was, I thought it was up in the air about whether she didn't come to him because she was too busy with oh. her school stuff or he didn't come to her because he was too busy trying to be the glue that holds the family together or whatever. Yeah. Um, it sounds like from Nancy's perspective that he definitely bounced on her. But on the other hand, I could see J- maybe J- uh, Jonathan's standpoint of like, he's talking about being excited to come see her. And all she talks about is how busy she is with her, you know, investigatory journalist career mm-hmm. that maybe he thinks that he, but I don't know because she also said he's kind of been distant and withdrawing even before the spring break thing. So, I mean, like I said, I don't, yeah. I don't like Nancy and Jonathan. So fuck Jonathan. <laughs> uh, go, go hang out with Argyle. Find, find a, a surfer girl. Um, leave, leave Nancy to the Steves of the world. Yeah. So I've definitely I'm, done a full rehabilitation on Steve for me. Like if you asked me that in season course. one, I'd be like, no, fuck that guy. He's a douchebag. Uh, and yeah, I think season two, they really leaned hard into rehabilitating him and it worked. Oh, yeah. No, I'm 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 super cool with it uh, to the extent that, like, I don't know who is representing Jonathan in the fan base because but they they really (laughs) did paint them in like uh, an interesting relationship last year. Um, But I mean, I I can't remember. I just remember them. Didn't they have sex in Murray's place? Uh huh. And then he was all like, he, he did the Murray thing that he always does, right? He did it with Joyce and Hopper. He did it with Nancy right. and Jonathan. There's just all this like, uh, why don't you guys just fuck sexual already? tension, just bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Other things to talk about. Uh, this Lieutenant Colonel Sullivan torturing one of the heroic agents that tried to save the kids from his mm-hmm. his uh, elite. Rec- the, I don't know. I don't know how elite they are. They got, they got killed. Six of them got killed by a pistol. But um, I thought that was interesting because, like, when I first saw the scene, I thought this was going to be another Russian torture scene. And then I noticed it was like, well, wait a second, this guy being tortured, the, the people torturing him seem like they're wearing U.S. military. Um, mm-hmm. Are these the good guys? Are they like, and, and if, if like they're it. the bad guys, does that make Brenner's team the good guys? The people who are torturing children? Yes. I mean, if the real bad guys are the monsters from the upside down, then yes. I mean, it does definitely make Brenner and his team, the good guys de facto, but and I guess you're right. I guess if you're a soldier and you got these unaccountable scientists that might not even be working for the U S government anymore, doing these illicit underground experiments that are, that are causing monsters to happen and people to die. I don't know. I, I don't know if you torture a guy to death. What What do they do? Shove they shove him into a little locker at the end. Um, uh-huh. Are we gonna it's find out? Box. Are we gonna find out? Are they do? Because also that place looked pretty laboratory. Do you think this is like mm-hmm. uh, the American equivalent of the Russian program, Mil- like a like military portal program? I mean, I thought that the Russian or the American equivalent of the Russian program was 
uh, Brenner's operation. Yeah, but I think they've gone rogue. But there's no there's there's no way you take over an abandoned right? missile silo and still be rogue, right? Like I, I Uncle don't Sam's think so. got to know who buys their missile silos and re re retools them as a psychic prison. Right? Yeah, unless they're independently wealthy, I don't think you can make that happen. I mean, it might be secret in that like Congress doesn't know about it, but there's no right. way that like the people that would be monitoring Demogorgon knows. type shit. Yeah, somebody at the Pentagon. For sure. So, um, but I don't know. There's so many. There's like so many moving parts. Um, the police of Hawkins, who have always been central players because of Hopper. Largely sidelined, but they're back in a big way. Uh, they're being provoked by the town hysteria led by Jason, the ba- the captain of the basketball team, mm-hmm. into an anti-satanic panic. Or I guess no, pro- just a just. I mean, this is a straight up. They're pretty pro satanic panic, panic, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, they they got to they now have to round up all the kids in the Hellfire Club. Uh, yeah, I totally doing it- saw this coming as soon as like i realized oh this patrick kid is that his name was gonna fly mm-hmm. up into the air and get mm-hmm. got by the the uh vecna I, I was like okay they're gonna blame it on satanic panic and there's gonna be a whole mm-hmm. thing uh i i just want to point out to the people who remember the satanic panic of the 80s nothing came of that Absolutely nothing came of that. It didn't sweep the nation. We don't have satanic cults wandering the the streets of our major cities, uh, bewitching and cursing people. Um, maybe think twice before you get all caught up in the fervor of one of these panics uh, mm-hmm. in modern day because they still exist, right? People are still trying to whip you up into all sorts of like uh, non-existent panics. No, sure. Every time some place gets shot up, it's video games that caused it, right? Right. Like, right. they've been beating this drum since Columbine. I mean, do you understand how many people play Call of Duty? <laughs> millions. Millions uh, and millions. Hundreds of millions around the world. Yeah. If there was, like, any kind of sizable correlation between that and shooting a place up, the world would be, uh, well, more wash and blood than it already is. Yeah. Um, just, just every time ankle. you hear somebody shouting about why something is happening, think about the satanic panic. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is the Santa Panic. Satanic Panic is interesting because it's almost literally like a Salem witch trial situation where a handful yeah. of parents and families shit to bed about it and got on CBS 60 Minutes. And mm-hmm. there was like, and it's it, like, it, you know, uh, there is this like theory that there is this big underground D&D cult in <laughs> L.A. The tunnels on like murdering Jesus. homeless people and doing all this shit. And yeah, it was. It, it, it's 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 yeah it's just like the Salem Witch Trials where a couple of girls got in the mind that they were going to get get somebody uh, revenge on somebody and just spirals out of control yeah a nation of 300 mm-hmm. million gripped in satanic panic but it, it was a real right. thing I, I just watched uh, over the weekend someone had clipped like a 15 minute segment for CBS uh, for, I don't know why I keep calling it CBS 60 minutes hmm. um, where they talked about this in 1985 I think and it's insane the stuff that they were just like allowed to say about like you know authoritatively this is happening this is happening this is what's like right you know jesus like hang out with some D &D players you know (laughs) a menace to society no um yeah maybe after a long weekend they're menace to your olfactory senses but that's about the (laughs) that's about the extent of it Mm -hmm. it was just uh what do you think about the the Susie household in general? They I love it. 
I love Cornelius. It, it's it, it felt like um, a Wes Anderson. Like this is uh-huh. a family that Wes Anderson. Like I needed to see the cutaway, the pasta, like that kid running around uh, with his bow and arrow set with his face painted. Uh, there was an actual little Wes Anderson filming a murder scene. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and then there's the character that, that seems to be the only one's going to stick is Eden, the eldest daughter. I'm guessing the of t- this. Implied Mormon family, huge Mormon family. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gigantic Mormon family. Uh, The wannabe Ali Sheedy. I mean, she is straight out of Breakfast Club, right? Oh, pretty well off man's version of Ali Sheedy. Doesn't seem like she's any slouch. But yeah, she's very Breakfast Club era Ali Sheedy. Uh, Argyle immediately took to her. She apparently is uh, kind of on her way to becoming a wild child because it didn't take much. Seems like it. Yeah, yeah, like just hey, you want to come out and smoke some weed in my pizza van? <laughs> Fuck yeah, I do. Like that is not I'm not quite glamour, the man. Like look not at quite what the temptations of Christ there. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's day it's day, insane. These kids are psychotic. I mean, yeah. I, do you want to? <laughs> I don't know do how this spend, guy gets any work done. Yeah, do you want to spend thirty minutes smoking shag or, or swag with some guy out in the van? Yeah, yes, I do. I want to get away from this 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 family for thirty fucking minutes. Right. Th- this actually uh, reminds me. At first, I thought, okay, is this like some babysitting situation? Like all the the neighborhood kids come to this house to be babysat, but I feel like this is just their family. But this reminded me of your neighbor growing up. Oh, totally. Like Uh, there was some chaos happening at that house. Always, always. Yeah, yeah. Something actually broken. Um. So, what do we think of the Hopper and Hagar show? Um. I'm I, I I don't know. And maybe this is another thing that I, has me tapping my toe is like, I know he's getting out. I know he's getting out. Like, do I really need to see some, you know, crazy plan here? Um, I just want I just want Joyce and Murray to get there and get Hopper out so we can get on to the next part of this. Yeah, I guess it's like. It might be it might be the Enzo becomes an important figure. And uh, who was the mm-hmm. guy? Gre- uh, who was the guy last season that was everybody's favorite Russian? Um, oh, I don't know his name. Uh, the guy who Yuri wanted the fast food. Yeah. Grigori, um, Anatoly, something like that. Uh, I wonder if they're no. setting up uh, uh, Enzo to be that kind of like Russian protagonist, pro- antagonist turned protagonist. It could be. I don't think he's as fun as last season's guy, but Yuri's the funner, when the funner get, one. To, yeah, when they get Murray and him together, maybe there will be more fun. Yeah, yeah, he's certainly a more heroic uh, figure. Oh yeah, um, I believe him kicking a lot more ass. But like the the concept of like the Soviets feeding like once a week feeding uh, some doom men uh, a feast so that he can indirectly feed the monster. I mean, this um, is we already knew this, right? I mean, we saw the. Post credit yeah, sequence last season. We know this already. This is what I mean when I'm saying like it feels like a rehash the way that L stuff does. And like you can make this as well. Hopper needs to know, or some of these other people need to know. But like I don't know. I, I agree. I feel like it's they're they're making a meal. Uh, they're making a, a Russian monster feast out of a snack portal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, the Murray and Joy stuff. We both like that. Uh, yes. Them kind of turning the tables on Yuri. And mm-hmm. Yuri kind of like not taking it too seriously because their plan is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not so like we s- talked about being in the middle of Russia without any help. I didn't count on Yuri surviving. 
Yeah, I don't know yeah, why I, I didn't. So. Think, I don't know why I didn't think he wouldn't come through. Uh, but Maybe he's alive. because it's a plane crash and he wasn't strapped in. <laughs> that that's one he's of them. He's laying that's unconscious the, on the floor of a cargo plane. Yeah, one of the big reasons I thought he might be a goner. <laughs> um, but they, he takes a stash, and it's not just got Levi's peanut butter and camels. No, it's got some uh, Kalishnikovs. Yeah, and uh, uh, Eastern Bloc uh, pistols and ordnance. A flame. I'm still not maybe. buying it. I'm still not buying all three of these two. Two, two assault rifles apiece, three pistols and a, a bandolier grenades between them. I don't think they're going to assault the super secret. But if Hopper is able to torch the Demigorgon and cause like a whole bunch of simultaneous chaos and panic, and you have three loose cannons outside assaulting with assault rifles, mm-hmm. I don't, I still not see it, but it, <laughs> we'll yeah, see. I, I mean, I think Murray's going to use his Russian to get in there to infiltrate at least part of the way in there but that's that can true. only last so long yeah and that 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 actually seems like it's going to be a lot of fun like he and uh yeah. is going to be yuri and yuri is going to be murray and they're going to do essentially a, a han solo chewbacca gambit mm-hmm. yeah again they uh, did something similar last year so i hope it doesn't feel too samey but we'll see so far yeah. that's the most fun that i'm having with yeah. the show um, man, what else do we want to talk about? Uh, the, the I I did not mention some of the funny stuff that was going on in the Susie house, other than you know the psychotic behavior. Uh, because because they go to Susie and they're talking about like they're they're trying to convince her to help them without actually telling her what they're helping them with. Yeah, um, and th- this whole American Tindo thing <laughs> I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know why, but part of me thinks that might have been a thing that kids were talking about at the time. Like, I, I thought this was an anachronism because I don't remember anyone talking 16 bit until Super Nintendo. Like, I don't oh, like yeah, it's, I, like it's I, like no one that. was like, oh, you're playing that fucking four bit 2600. You should need something to eight bit. Like that shit became very much a Super Nintendo Sega Genesis game. Yeah. Like, you know, like like keeping up with the bits and all that kind of stuff. So, like, it didn't seem very real to me, but like in the early 90s, when the when the Super Nintendo and the Genesis were being advertised as about to come out, that's when it turned to like 16 bit. Holy shit. And then the bit wars started. But like, right. Yeah, that that was not a huge thing in 86, a year after the Nintendo hits the market. I mean, it's definitely America. like the, the Nintendo was a huge, but no one it was a you could tell looking at like, OK, Atari, Atari 2600, ColecoVision, NES, like there's a huge increase in quality. But like, yeah, I don't yeah. think people tied that to like, well, it's because it's 8 bit. The bits, got, you right. Know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but but I found it very funny to because this is definitely a religious household right because Susie's like oh yeah not only was I breaking the law and when she's talking about how, how her dad took away her computer not only was I breaking the law I was dating an agnostic yeah 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 which I thought was hilarious not as bad as an atheist but damn right. damn near and probably D- Dusty's probably saying agnostic for her benefit right if I know uh, sure, my teenage sure. boys <laughs> um Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What else do I want to... Oh, what do we make of the orderly that's guiding 11? I have a theory. <sighs> yeah. Is it possible that this is one... Yes, that's my theory. Okay. <laughs> Can we call I, it confirmed? <laughs> it seems like it. Yeah, we're both thinking it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I assume, but, you know, we'll see. The, the show always does this, right? I, I've I've seen all the major twists coming. Yeah. It, I, just want, I just want something to surprise me out of this because I don't know what it's worth otherwise. Um, it's a powerful ally that... Uh, that one mm-hmm. or 11 could have, but he'd have to still be alive. Right. We don't know his, his fate. Yeah. He's just a memory right now. Yeah. And if he's supposed to be the kid's mentor, like where, why, why was he being tortured by Brenner at the end? Yeah. Because was he not supposed to uh, unlock, help these kids unlock their full potential? Maybe not. I, yeah, you would think he would be, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, we got we got eight name checked. There's no way they don't bring eight back into the plot right before the series is over. Like, I don't don't know if they if they get her out here or they save her for the super finale, super season, 16 bit season. She's one of the new mutants, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's the The she's she's the the lead new mutant. The only one of them with powers, right? The others are just weirdos. They weren't all okay. I thought I thought I thought so. Uh, Yeah, might see her again. And then the other, I guess, big thread here is Steve and Nancy and Robin all. Uh, who else is with him? Steve, Nancy, Robin, Eddie, Eddie. Don't forget about Eddie. Yeah. The uh, banished. They, they're trying to figure out what the hell's going on with uh, this this upside down. And they track the portal out to the lake. Uh, I, I like some of this stuff. It's It's sort of fun. Like Dustin and Steve you know, kind of nipping at each other is fun. Steve finally avoids being the babysitter. He does. That was amazing. Cause I, I saw it coming. I was like, okay, well he, there's three for this three boat. Three boat, are in right? it. The kids are on the shore. Here goes Steve again, babysitting. It's one of those nope. logic puzzles. You got old woman <laughs> Wheeler. She's uh-huh. got a boat. It can only hold three things. And she's got a, <laughs> she's got a man pelt, mm-hmm. a, a loser. And no, and then, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought so too. And then he he, he muscles on because he's he's he'll be damned if he he's going to sit these kids again. Yeah, and look, as soon as he leaves them alone for five minutes, they get arrested. True. And Steve babysitter for life gets himself sucked into the upside down portal. Why why does Steve touch this thing? That's what I don't understand. Like you see what Dude. it is, right, man? You you've seen portals before. Steve's a brave motherfucker to jump in this inky black oh, lake yeah. at the middle yeah. of the night when a kid just disappeared there. Sees a portal. I think he was like going to go in like he's exploring it. And uh, when he touches it, and that tentacle kind of rides against the surface. He's like, fuck that. Um, That's the thing about but, Steve, right? Like 
you can fault him all you want for some of his traits, but he is always the guy going into the darkness out front with the baseball bat, the yeah. lamp, whatever it is. He is the protector of the group. When, when the shit hits the fan, the he's staring right at it with his mouth open. He's like, doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no ppe or nothing he's just like give me the mm-hmm. shit uh i i also like if you're a big fan of hating mike's dad like i am boy he puts on a clinic this episode yeah. like did you, just little background things like mm-hmm. all the parents are in a panic a satanic panic and he has like a giant grip of do- donuts like he's the guy <laughs> like did you notice that no he has like he has like a half That's dozen awesome. donuts he's cradling that he's taking away from this meeting um uh he's such a he's he's such an asshole uh Mm -hmm. i love him so much (laughs) yeah great character also i love the reference of how niche lord of the rings used to be oh right mordor like everyone everyone on the face of the fucking planet when you're talking about going to mordor they know exactly what you mean but back in 1986 Mm -hmm. it's literally like what and i'm like oh shit that's right if i thought of like in high school i bet maybe six people had read Lord of the Rings that I knew and I knew all the nerds. Yeah. And, it's, uh, and, and two of those people are Jimmy Page and Robert Plant. <laughs> it's always <laughs> the coolest people reading it, admittedly. Right. But uh, right. Uh, no, I, it's like, man, Peter Jackson really put that franchise on the map. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was like a, a, like a, a wild, funny thing I thought was pretty funny. I know that I, I, I saw some people because, uh, you know, one of the things people do as a hobby is nitpick the uh, historicity or what are they? Call, what's that word where an anachronism where uh, something is is ahead of its time? It shouldn't. It's, it's, it's misplaced. I guess it's a treasure trove. If you go into Susie's hacking screens, there's tons and oh, tons yeah, of technology. Yeah, there's tons and tons of technology referenced in those headers that are like from programs that wouldn't be invented until the 90s. Or I mean, it's it is quasi true that there was an internet in 19, but it wasn't anything like that we have today. Like I mean, I, style tags. I'm not even sure style no, style stuff. I don't was embedded think, in tags at that point. You couldn't do any CSS stuff. I don't think HTML was even invented right? until the early 90s. Yeah, she's um, talking about the internet, like. It's a thing. In 1986, I'm pretty sure the internet would have been. It would have been Gopher. It would have been email. It would have been finger files. It would have been FTP. Yeah, no, uh, no HTML like user yeah, okay. interface. Shit First like version that. of HTML is written by uh, Tim Berners Lee in 1993. So there's like, right? Yeah, if you yeah. want to, so, so that's just where it starts. But like those header files are referencing like programs that wouldn't be and, and graphics images and stuff like that. that. Because you could put code up there that I would believe was sure. around at the time. It's just HTML. Yeah, that was weird to me. It is weird. I did like the sweet ass classic hacker setup with the actual, um, you know, uh, foam cups that hold the phone cradle because it's not like you had a modem that connected yeah. to the phone line. No, it was just whistling and chirping. To, it's yeah. two computers having a conversation. It's kind of crazy. I, I, I liked it. It's like almost Matrix feel mm-hmm. uh, with the green text and the classic 300 baud modem. Pretty, right? pretty this sweet. This was like kind of the end of the, the beginning of the end of the heyday for like phone freakers and stuff. Right. When yeah. networks started to go digital and 
uh, like communications networks and yeah it was yeah 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 that's a super interesting transition time in technology i agree um trying to think of something else like uh, this l stuff so she's being trained by the orderly to use uh fear and pain and sadness as a weapon she uses that lesson to kick two's ass Two comes back with a presumably three, four, five, and bullies the shit psychically, which is all, it's, it's silly. Like, that's the other thing is like, um, we talk about how the Marvel Cinematic Universe finds ways to make fat powers like this exciting and cool, and like the Sony and like Fox side never do. Like, if you watch a Sony Fox uh, X Men movie, it's and, and the people are psychically throwing shit, it's like they're just floating in the air with mm-hmm. random shit orbiting them in a rough electron shell model and they're just flinging bits of that stuff at each other. I feel like Stranger Things needs a move other than Eleven planting her feet at shoulder width and making claw with her hand and screaming because yeah. that's what the bullies were doing too and it's like it kind of looked it, it kind of looked silly. Like, you know, it, it's like Dragon Ball Z except for their, you know, like the the stakes are shoving someone out of a circle. You know, yeah. it's like uh, you can only tell the intensity by the, the amount of grunting they're doing and the trickle of blood <laughs> and how many trickles are right. coming out and from what orifices. Yeah. Um, but like, where where is this going? Because I don't know if I'm on board mm-hmm. of seven slaughtering an entire facility of children because she got bullied. You know, I, I want there to be a twist where she was actually trying to. Right. You know, and I mean, that's thing. Uh, I need a twist here. I, I need something more than I could have seen coming. Um, and, yeah. and that, in fact, they've already kind of shown me. I I need something more than that. So yeah. I do think that uh, like and I, I want to clarify, it's like I, I'm not like would be like anti 11 if it turns out she did um, because she's a seven year old girl and she's being brutally tortured in some kind of lab facility. So like these this isn't natural behavior that she's exhibiting. Mm-hmm. But still, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, for what has been a lighthearted show. I just feel like the, the, the lighthearted show is going away. Like as this is going full Harry Potter and we're going to have a full on yeah. apocalypse and kids are going to be brutalized and they're going to die and parents are going to die and uh, there's not going to be as many giggles ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not as uh, lighthearted as previous seasons have been. You think Steve's going to die this half okay. season because he looks in a bad way. I don't think so. I certainly hope not. I mean, I the cliffhanger here, th- th- they needed the cliffhanger, and I assume like with all the other kids coming through the portal, yeah. they're just going to come in and save him immediately. Yeah. So I, I, thought Steve I don't expect to do Steve a- to die in this scenario. Will he die later? I don't know. Maybe. When he picks up that boat oar, I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, another improvised. Ma- I, th- I thought mm-hmm. he was going to do a lot better with it. Um, but he these did pretty three well. Dim- Dimmy bats get the better of him, and they're uh, slow motion Prometheusing him. They're yeah. packing out his liver. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it, I, that's, that's the other thing is like none of the core kids have ever died. Mm-hmm. It feels like if you really want to set up some stakes for the next season, that one of the kids will. And will. Oh, <laughs> is that a Freudian slip there? Uh, what's that guy's kid's name? Noah shop. Schnapp, 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 Noah Schnapp. He gets bottom yeah. billing of everybody. It's it's Winona Ryder and Hopper. 
and 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 Harbor that goes up front. Then it's uh, Wolfhard mm. and uh, Bobby Brown. Sure. Then sure. it's Lucas and Dustin. Then it's uh, Max, and then it's Will. And I'm like, God damn, they really like. Do you think they kill off Will? I think that makes the most logical that the most makes logical sense because he's the least developed character. Sure. Also, bad look to have the kid come out as gay and then kill him though. Oh, totally. Yeah, you got to kill I mean, him first. Gotta there's kill a, there's him a whole TV tropes out. article for that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder because like I, I, it feels I don't know. It feels like there's a little menace in the air. It feels like um, I don't know. Maybe Max. If they really want to piss off, who who do they kill if they want to piss off the audience the most? And you Murray. can't say Eleven because she's not dying. Murray. The show's over. She dies. Murray. I'm yeah, talking that, kids. That would piss dude. me off the most. Okay, kids. Um, Murray would kick kid. Ki- ki- Murray would piss you off more than any of the kids. Oh yeah, because we've got wow. more kids, right? We don't have any other Murrays. I, <laughs> Murray is like my favorite character in this show at this nah, point. Nah, you get you get you get Yuri. You get Yuri. Give put him in. Give him a black belt. He's he's basically ninety percent of Murray already. Yuri, you mean Enzo? <laughs> Are you talking? No, about I mean Yuri. Hagar? Yuri, Nine stutter. Nah, get out of here. Get out of here, Yuri. I don't want to see Yuri. I want to see Yuri. You're, stall- shot. you're stalling. Who? Which child do you want to God see die, Jim Jones? You got God a microphone in your face. I mean, what do you consider a child? Is Jonathan a child? Because Jonathan could go. He's 30. No. <laughs> I mean, in the show, he's okay. Yeah, to yeah, be yeah. Like, For the purposes of the show, yeah. anyone that's 22 and under, let's say. So that's Steve. That, All right. Yeah. But no, let's. No, okay. Fuck that. I want. I'm talking about the kids, the oh, original kids. You're really ratcheting up the stakes here. Um, and those who associate with them. So you could you, you throw Eric into the mix. I would accept Susie. Well, that's a pretty lame cop out. Uh, you know, Max. The biggest blow to me still. I, I mean, the biggest blow is obviously L, right? I mean, she's she's she's, she's, the main she's kid. not going to die. Kill her. There's no uh, way. Yeah. Dustin is the biggest blow still to me. Yeah. Like if yeah. they were to kill Dustin, I would be very sad because I still love him. Lucas he has not is right had, up like, there. Quite the scenes that he had in previous seasons, but yeah, he's still great. Lucas is right up there. I feel like he's a little like maybe Dustin is is taking a pole position because Lucas has kind of not been in this series. Right. This, this, he's, this. Yeah, he's the most expendable, I think. Yeah, he just recently defected from the basketball team and now he's fully on mm-hmm. board. So he, I'm, I'm starting to like him, uh, you know, feel feeling that that uh, Lucas like again. But uh, yeah, yeah Dustin is probably where the fans riot the most. Yeah, I think so. Dusty buns. Mm hmm. <laughs> is there anything else we need yep. to talk about because uh, we got an hour and 37 no, minute mid-season finale staring us down like a demogorgon oh no one eyes. thing we did a, a quick bit of research before this podcast to try and figure out who oh, yeah. has and has not been in the upside down because I, I i was thinking when i saw steve go in i'm like this is the first time steve has been in the upside down like legit mm-hmm. upside down mm-hmm and the, and the people might say, whoa, whoa, whoa. But there are like, think about like when he's under the tunnels of Hawkins, that's not the upside down. Right. When right. they're in the, the Victor Creel house, that's not the upside down. We're when talking about the actual upside down. The buyer's house. Where the camera the rotates down. 180 degrees and right. everything's all ashy and viney. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first time he's been in it. The, the bigger shocker to me, I forgot this, is that Jonathan has never been in the upside down. He's just been kind of pulled Nancy out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Shouting to her through the, the through the, the portal, I guess. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people of the, getting their first uh, tour of the upside down this episode. Yeah. Of the, of the kids going down to the bottom of the lake, only Nancy is the yeah. one that's been a veteran. So uh, that'd be interesting to see. Cause she always kind of ends up taking a leadership role. 
So, uh, uh, I don't know. She is. She's. She's. She's in charge, as per Robin. Yeah, she's the brains. Steve can be the brawn. Mm-hmm. Good team. Mm-hmm. All right, shall we get to it then? Let's do it. Stranger Things at BaldMove.com is where you want to send feedback. Again, we're holding all of that until next week when we do a massive uh, Stranger Things feedback session uh, where we talk about the state of things and and what we're excited for when Stranger Things comes back in July. Uh, but yeah, we got we got a we got a midseason finale to get to, so we can close out this uh, half season's coverage. We'll see you guys in a bit. Until then, again, Stranger Things at BaldMove.com. Uh, see you here in a bit. <laughs>